people this week then whatever you need help with let's do that i actually so that i can mm -hmm. i found this activity really difficult okay so your people will but help. i, I I think this is actually what my issue is. I have no fucking idea who my people are. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the kinds of people that you want to surround yourself with. I can, I, I, I've answered all of those questions. I just feel like I don't really know who they are yet. Mm. I'm still figuring that out. Like, um, and again, I'm trying to put this together with yoga with english mm -hmm. with new skin with That's everything because mm. i am different people but i'm the same person i and i know that they will bring different things but like how do how do i break this up into three segments when okay let's take english out of the way because that's i'm freelancing so i'm not trying to build that on instagram yeah but I was thinking of like the type of students that I have now, like how they make me feel and who they are. Those are the type of people I would like to have selling sales conversations with or teach yoga to. It's like the same personalities almost, which is why I kind of combined them. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm still learning about who, who these people are that I'm trying to target. Yeah, and you don't have to have all the answers now. Like that's the thing. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the goal is that as we work through all of these sections, you will gain more insights on each one that we've already done before. So what, what prompts are you stuck with? Um, no, it's more like uh, I liked what you said about bringing out the masculinity because I thought that was very true, very real. Mm. But uh, I also know that the only way I'm going to be able to understand my clients, customers, followers, is if I show them who I am, and I'm working, <laughs> I'm working on that. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, like I want them to be natural. I want them to be down to earth. All those type of things. I want them to feel like they can trust me. I want to be able to trust them. But I also don't really know much about like when I'm thinking about what do their homes look like? What do their daily lives look like? I don't know that yet. And I'm still trying, I'm still figuring that out when people hop into my inbox and we have those intimate conversations. Yeah. So it's, it's a slow process and it's, it's, you know, like, uh, even with that girl that I sent you for a, a screenshot of the other day, she mm. said that she, uh, teach a girl yoga. And I felt quite honored that she reached out to me, even though I'm not teaching it. But that started a con. Actually, uh, months ago was where we started reconnecting after high school. Mm. And I know that she's exactly what I have here. She's natural. She's down to earth. So, and that's kind of who I attracted. Yeah. Um, and if you think about your own story, especially with yoga now getting now, so not necessarily when you did your certification but mm -hmm. if you think about what you personally or your body has been through it um your transition back into yoga and mm -hmm. what that means for your body or kind of seeing what your body's capable of listening to your body being really gentle um 
maybe you could also look for people who are interested in the same journey where it's not like they they don't want to be doing um inversions on instagram that's not their yoga goal maybe mm. their goal is just to learn their body a little bit better to feel mm. stronger to heal a past injury um emotional yeah, injury or physical injury and then um you know just speaking to that so that does mean that like you would again you get to choose where you draw the line but maybe you mm. speak about um what yoga has done for your body or yeah speak about like how what you've had to change in your practice after you hurt yourself like you don't have to get very in-depth into any of it if you don't want to Mm -hmm. but it's just as it relates to them or to your relationship with them yeah and I, i was unpacking my brain a little bit last night and it's good that you say that laura because what i was thinking is an I want a very calm, natural way to. I don't want to be like ding ding ding, yoga teacher. I charge yeah. X amount per class, so I thought I'm starting to showcase more of my yoga like I used to do months ago. Mm-hmm. How can I turn that into my future business? And I thought that even if I take like two yoga poses a week and I say, okay, this is Chakrasana, this is how we do it. I break it down into like three little short Instagram stories and I just focus on one pose. That's mm. it. I so like I, that's what I was just thinking might be a good way to kind of roll this in while I'm still thinking about it. And also if you're thinking about community and building community around it, especially if you don't really know who that community is, what you could do is host like a free um, come practice with me kind of a mm-hmm. thing. So you're not yeah. teaching, you're not charging, and you see who is naturally drawn to your energy or mm. how you share about things. And then looking, like taking a really good look at that. So you go check who those people are, what they follow, what they post about, what their personal interests are. And that will give you way more insight. You are coming at it from a space where not only have you never had your own business before, you've never done um, something now, like leading up to this is brand new. So you don't really mm. have a basis. So to not be able to answer a lot of the questions is completely normal because that yeah. comes with having, um, you know, a little bit more of experience working with a different group of people because that's what you draw on. Yeah. But you can also get, you know, quite aspirational and be like, well, these are the kinds of people that I want to surround myself with. And mm-hmm. if I'm talking about this, I want them to be able to relate or I want to relate to them in a particular way. And then we use that to tailor all the other stuff. Okay. Thank you. One important exercise in this ideal client dream client client avatar whatever words you've heard it called before is to remember that we're i always explain it to my clients like this we're looking at a triangle and what Mm -hmm. we're trying to determine is what's at the very top of the triangle but it's going to take a long time to get there so we start at the bottom and you're going to get like all kinds of people and it's only by looking at what kinds of people those are refining and evolving your messaging how you communicate what you do 
and talk and learning their language, learning their voice that they want to be spoken into, that you start moving up and up the triangle and you weed out all the people that aren't that person until you get closer to who they actually are. Mm -hmm. You know what's what I've realized is the more you work with people that are not your people for like any reason, whether it's, I mean, this is like a very revealing of my business. The more I work with people that are, Melissa, I can't afford your rate. So I go, okay, what's your budget? Let's see what we can do for your budget. Then I do a 2000 euro website for 500 euro. And the more mm -hmm. that I do that, the more people I get that are exactly like that because mm -hmm. those people know other people. And I yeah. have had that exact thing happen to me this week. Mm. And it has broken me a bit. And it's the, the website that I have just published has actually probably sucked the last little bit of joy that I used to derive from my job, it's now moved to. So I can't anymore. And I also can't do what I do for 500 euro. Is mm. it marks yet? I can't keep doing that. And because I just want to have, because I think I'm doing a good thing. I just want to help people and to be nice to people. And I want to honestly, genuinely want to just give and give and give because I'm teaching people the stuff I wish I knew when I was starting out. And I'm doing the website as well as teaching them about systems and processes and software and payment processing software and the whole jam. And I'm doing this for like a grand total of 500 euro over four months. Just finished yeah. that project. So I here's a thought. Business. Here's a thought. Like you should absolutely not be designing websites for 500 euro. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly a lesson in finding a way to honor the value of what you do but also yeah. communicating that value better yes that's my but, main problem communicating the value. if that's their budget how can you create something for them so that when those clients land in your inbox and you're like i actually don't design for anything under three thousand mm. euro but i when I really feel like you deserve to have a good website and you should you should be empowered by your website. So here's a masterclass course, PDF, whatever that I um, highly recommend. You That's can a good get idea. so much of my knowledge and blah blah blah. That's what I need to work on. You through mm. the process and you can pick it up for. 250 euro that's yeah. a good idea yeah it is that that i it's my lower budget or lower ticket items that i need to work on and i think it's be why i haven't done it is because my process is not like yours as in step by step very firmly defined mine is i take the client through a journey and I'm learning about the person they're learning about themselves um they're learning about sort of 
how they want to run their business and how they could potentially run their business. We're working through kind of literally the pro the questions like, oh, how do I organize projects? How do I do proposals? How do I, and th these were questions that came up. I have them in the Trello board while I was doing her website. And it is probably a big reason why I'm wanting so desperately to pivot away from websites and step into more business processes, business workflows, business systems, business autom like automation yeah. rather than websites because I can't keep doing websites. I'm I now because I do it for obviously the agency I work for. Now the joy has completely died. Mm. Completely. Okay, what about it's a big investment of time to build a course that would walk someone through like everything they need to know to create their own website. But if those are questions you're being asked often or a checklist of like you know, not superficial, like an intensive checklist of everything they need before they start the design process, including like wireframes, how to draw wireframes. So like that could be you, that could be a PDF that you sell for 50 euro. Setting up systems and processes and automation in your business could be something you can sell for 50 euro. And those things could take like two days each to create. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That when someone comes to you, when a client comes to you and they're only paying you for like the service and it's already undervalued hugely, then you say, actually, I'm here on my website. I have this. You can you can purchase it straight from my website. Like, I don't want to still invoice you and wait for you to say yes or no. Like, here's the link. Purchase it on my website. Mm. You go, I'm going to answer all of your questions in this. It's going to be so helpful and you get to keep it there. And every yeah. time I make an update to the program, or the PDF or whatever, I'll send you a copy. Yes, it's those pro it's those pro products that I have been so desperately wanting to build into my thing, I own, into my offerings. I'd even thought of maybe building um, website templates as in ready-made. Mm. Big time yeah. investment though. It's 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 an enormous so, investment. So how can you start small? You don't have a lot of time. You work a full job. You you work a five to nine job. You're renovating your house. Yeah. So work with the time that you have. What can you do to make your life and your job easier while earning you more money in that time? I think that the 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 templates for me are not the way to go because there's a there's actually quite a lot more friction in a template than you think because I build with Divi and you actually need to have Divi to be able to use the templates. So you need to spend the $89 a year or whatever it is. And I hate Elementor. Elementor is trash. Yeah. Trash. I've used it. It is pure toilet paper. <laughs> I would not. I, a business coach suggested to me, "Oh, build website templates in Elementor," and then I bought it, paid for it, and I was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever used in my life." <laughs> and I and I loved the idea of doing templates, but I just I can't make it go because you need. I need Divi to make my templates work and to tell people, "Oh, here's my template for one hundred and ninety-seven dollars, whatever, plus the eighty-nine dollars you need to spend on top." That's then it becomes sort yeah. of a to a yeah, and it is um, difficult for people who are not designers to learn. 
for me that would people are coming to you because they want something highly customized also so like is it even the right move for that how many templates are available already that people can go shop for elsewhere versus people are coming to you for that your knowledge if you package that up into a couple of videos or pdfs or something you know um is that not more valuable while being a much lower investment of time yes it's i and i also think that content is missing when people come and do a website even though i'm not a copywriter i can say to them i need this 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 because it's honestly it's the same type of people coming to me with i want this i want what that person has Uh, come to me i saw this website i really want you to do one for me and and it's always one that like i built or that you know yeah and then it was it's the same type of client that then comes i I want a website, I have zero clue. I have no photos, I have no stock photos. I don't know where to, I don't know that stock photos are a thing. I don't know that you could buy them. Oh, I just used this, I found it off Pinterest, yeah. It's yeah. my picture of Pinterest, yeah, you go. Yeah. And, it's, and there's a lot of education in that. So it's, I would love to be able to go, okay, website from scratch, course. Mm. And it is video, me talking to this camera with proper lighting going, this is what you need. Text, mm. pictures, na, 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 na. Okay, courses are still a high investment though. So websites, super high. Not that it's expensive. I'm just, if you're looking at it as a tiered offering, right? So you got to have websites like up here that you ideally only want to take on a handful a year. Yes. Then you're going to have course. It's a little bit more difficult to sell uh, something that people have to spend a lot of time on to see a benefit as opposed to like straight up, like get it now um, idea. I'm going to send you some more ideas on Voxer, um, but like just something where people, it's quick to buy in. It doesn't require a lot of marketing. Um, It always exists on your site. And then you could just have that three. So essentially what you want is a funnel, right? You want someone who purchases one of the PDFs to eventually join your course. Melissa, can I give a little bit of insight just from my own experiences having worked with web designers uh, and different companies? So one of the one of the ladies I actually worked with, and she was very clever about it. So she had like a modular concept. So there's like a paper concept because I get like obviously you can sell a PDF, but there's nothing stopping that person from giving that for free away to somebody else. Mm. Okay, so if you can have a generic thing that people can buy off a website, I mean, you we all know that that stuff is just copy, paste, send, and share, screen, print, etc. It can, so it gets diluted. But with paper concepts, you can sell a paper concept, which is t- tailored specifically to that client. And, and it's specifically to them, so they wouldn't really be able to share it with anyone else because it wouldn't really work for them. But then you work on a modular thing, so you can start with the landing page and maybe one or two other areas of the website, so that there's the initial engagement. Then they see that they're wanting other parts. Then you charge for the additional parts. So, you know, if it means that you complicating and you're branching off into other things, like let's say now they want a blog, then they want the purchasing widget then they want this widget then they want that then you you basically you building block you 
creating building blocks that they're purchasing each block so you have a block system with block one and it costs 500 euros <laughs> because literally they're getting a block or two blocks so let's say a 3000 euro website needs 20 blocks to get where i'm going so then with all of these things because i'm I, I mean i remember we were looking at a massive website for um my previous company but obviously the, the it was a very big price tag and uh she she very cleverly broke it into blocks widgets whatever you want to call it and then that's what we landed up doing is we bought sections so they're not, just, they're, not, they're not getting a 500 mm. you're not diluting your your work you, yes. you and also, you're giving them pieces uh, of your work yes at the end then of every block stage you still have a viable product yes and it's worth your time because you you're only giving them you say okay cool if that's your boat it's like selling a car you want a car but they're wanting a sunroof they're wanting all the airbags leather seats um it needs to clean itself oh and it must do everything okay but they only want to pay 500 euros okay okay well actually no i can give you the car it'll drive it'll drive you can put petrol in it it'll have four wheels it'll be white maybe because red is more expensive so mm. you're giving them the basic but if they want more then they can add leather seats mm. or the sunroof or the convertible I, thing and, and that's how i start with like yeah. And I, when I see that someone has sort of is just starting out as in their first year, I, I go, okay, let's do a one page, you know, mm -hmm. let's do a one page site. And that one page site is viable. You can run with it. It may not have a blog or a shop or anything, but it has home, about, services, contact. And that's your initiation. Your, in it, am I using the right word? Yeah. I would call it, if, if I'm doing like product development, I would call it a paper concept. So okay. I outline the concepts. I give what it is. I give a, a, a little teaser of the, mm. the sort of what is to come. I don't give away too much IP. I just give them a paper concept, but they pay for it. Mm. <laughs> because they can take it to someone else and they can render it into something else. Okay, whatever. But then you pay for lemons you get lemons lemons are expensive now but that's not my point <laughs> um it's but i think i think a, that's a, a, idea. a sort of a block system where um you know you give them yeah like as you say a page or two two pages to work with you know and then if they're wanting this maserati of websites they've got to pay for it but they can work towards it as they see how this is working and then obviously um you can throw in one or two value adds like you'll mm. improve their metadata in their searches although yes. you know you'll advise them a little bit about algorithms and how people are like i'm doing i do that anyway like i'm sitting doing full seo images like even the image titles plus the alt tags plus the full seo for the whole page but are you telling them about that they don't know that this exists and that's no, so you fault. need so you need to tell them about that because that's yeah. and that's what you sell with block one yes i and will you know, improve your searchability 
And like, you know, what was sad about this website was that I would, she would send me a huge shoot. Like she had a, a, the most beautiful shoot done. Then I would choose a photo and she said, no, I, I don't want that photo. This woman is beautiful, young, stunning. And I was like, this photo is stunning. If I had a photo like this taken of me, I would want it all over my website. Okay, cool. So I would have had done, I work with Illustrator to make my pictures. So I'd have saved the picture out, titled it properly, uploaded it to the database. So that name is gone. That name is now gone unless I then clear the whole database. Mm. So now the name is gone. Then, and I've chosen that name specifically for the SEO. No, she wants me to change it. If I upload that same picture with this or a different picture with the same title, it shows the old picture. Mm. So I now have to go through the database and re like scrub the database clean of that name with that image association. Now I have to rebind it with a different mm. name and image association. Cool. Then, which I've done now three times on this website. My fault because, and then I said to her, okay, after this happened twice, I was like, okay, but I am actually doing this for your ACO and you don't know this, but like, as soon as that name is gone, you're actually slowly ruining your SEO, like one step at a time. Um, unless I'm now doing extra work for something that I wasn't meant to do anyway. Mm. Then it was, please choose your images so that you can give them to me. And then it was, she chose like six and then I would use four. And she's like, no, but I wanted the other two. No, ridiculous. This was four months of this, Lauren. It was August, September, October, November. In January, fuck my life. It was five months. This shit. No, that's crazy. Because <laughs> I took I took most of December off, and I said I did two weeks in December, and I said okay, the week before Christmas, the week of Christmas, and now and the week of like New Year, I'm just like, nah, yeah, nah. And it but was not, it was very frustrating yeah. because but not, but not, like sorry, the, the project went beautifully. Sorry, the project went beautifully. She's extremely happy. But for me, that was mm. being paid. It was, a ten, it was about 10,000 Rand. Being paid two and a half thousand Rand. Two and a half thousand Rand per month of working on this almost every weekend. So all those weekends that I could have been walking when the weather was good, when I could have been walking with my dog and my husband going, there was no shopping, but like doing my own stuff, meditating, yoga, writing, journaling, doing other shit, all gone. Cleaning the house, yeah. Tidying yeah. the house, throwing the. We have a room full of junk that I need to get through. I couldn't do any of that because I was doing this, and I can't keep doing that at the like because now my weekends to me have become even more valuable, even more expensive. Yeah, especially if I'm giving them away for minimum money. Yeah, oh, that's soul destroying. This is German. A South African woman. You know what the saddest, you know what kills me, Lauren, is like when I was sitting in South Africa, I could not get one fucking person to work with me. Sorry. I could not. When I started my business, I couldn't get people yeah. to work with me. I went overseas. And I was like, cool. And I went overseas, meaning doing all my work with clients overseas. Cool, cool, cool. And then using, leveraging the weak rand to make a bit more money. Now I'm here. All that I'm flipping getting is South African, South African, Port Elizabeth, South African. P is my hometown. So it's like, oh, I'm from Port Elizabeth. I'm like, Bam. Yeah, they think because they have something in common with you, they can they use it as an entry point to get your soft spot. Yes, gonna, yeah, exactly. And it's like fuck. And they probably think that there's more credibility with you being overseas because there's so many fly-by nights over here. Yes. Um, and, so and like, yes. I could not get anybody to work. I, 
I couldn't find a job in Port Elizabeth. That's why I started my goddamn business. Well, uh, I think you also just need to be really real with them. Like, if that happens again, with, especially with the South African business, and we know South Africans. And it's nothing so against like South Africans. Money. I love South Africans and I just want to help for no and money. You just need to say, like, cool, I love that you're South African. I love working with other South Africans, blah, blah, connect over that and just say, but I don't live in South Africa. So my life runs on euros and i can try and help you like a little bit by giving you a five percent discount but please understand that i have to invoice in euros mm. and like just that and people have to yeah accept, but that's your boundary you're and i do that the yeah. currency that your that. life runs in 100 to make other people feel better no way yes yes i'm paying literally half of my salary goes to the bond goes to the the home loan that we have because that's an agreement that I made with my husband and I, I take my take home pay is dismal, but I give half of it away and I go, yeah. And then the next quarter goes on groceries. So I have very little every month by almost by rule. And then to go, oh, I'm now trying to, I'm charging in euros, but I'm accommodating the South African economy. Mm -hmm. So while I'm still getting euros and I'm going, here's my euro, here's how you pay me in euros. I'm still, charging euros in the south african bracket and no, that no, if south africans can't afford you that's like there are many other designers here for them yeah tell you something that they can afford you that is being full of nonsense because there's yeah. plenty i mean there are companies that have got the money but they are always trying to find a way mm. to get um a bargain and they're also using COVID now as an excuse to get totally. what's the sink do you have a COVID friendly price since when is that now a thing? I mean, and I've actually heard people go into like little boutique shops and haggle with people behind the desk. Since when do we do that? You don't go to McDonald's and haggle no. with McDonald's. That is what you pay, okay? When you go to any. So, with, I haven't heard that. No, I promise you, if, you, if you're going to be doing like a, um, a, a modular um, um, business model, okay? You can say this modular part of the website comes with, because, you know, you're stating the bleeding obvious, okay, but I'm going to go to a car again. Hey, you get a car, but guess what? <laughs> you're also getting four tires. You're getting yes. a key. <laughs> there's, a, there's a petrol. But you see, they're just thinking website. So you go, okay, mm -hmm. so what you'll get now is I will give you six hours of support mm. with that module plus... I will make sure that your metadata is sorted out for the first two months or month, you know. But again, you must make it time time bound and measurable because yes. it's all about billable hours. So you factor that into the price of your mm. first block and then it's six hours of your time and you don't have to like give them a blooming journal as to how you spend no. those six hours. That's just as a part of this package, you will get X oh. amount of hours of support time, which is It's the perceived value. This, 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 and this. They don't need to know anything more. Yeah. And when that all. six hours or whatever is done, then you'll just say, okay, so um, I provide, and, and you put it into a contract. It has to be a contract mm -hmm. in place, a, a brief. Yeah, and, it's always a contract. And then at the I'm end just not it, good at being specific. At the end, well, it has, it has to... So that you don't you don't um, have your work life balance being completely, you know, gone going belly up, 
And I've learned that the hard way, if you don't have a time-bound measurable uh, with clear um, goals in, in place and putting those personal boundaries up with, it doesn't really matter if it's a client or even if it's your family, you have to have those. Otherwise, you're going to have no time for yourself. Um, and, and that is just really important. And turn your phone off when it comes to, you know, you need to be able to shut off at a certain mm. time and say, this is, this is the, um, I mean, my methodology, this is how I work. This is what you get for X. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pointless killing yourself. You know, for, and I have been. Yeah. I honestly have been. Since I moved here, I felt like I'd started again from zero because I had worked until my my husband left two months before me and I was left for the last two months at home alone doing all the emptying, the cleaning, the selling of the appliances and there was no time for me to do business. So I had shut my business off and then had to sort of kick it up again and suddenly covid so it, you, can, I, you can fix that now. You can fix it by putting the, drawing those lines yes. in the sand and putting the writing in between those lines and then presenting it in a very friendly, professional way to anybody else that engages and lure them in by saying, hey, I'll get you going. Mm, you know? I love this idea, the module concept. But then, you know, if they want more, then, you know, give them enough to salivate over and then they go oh hang on a second i really need this thing <laughs> and the okay. thing is they they'll also say they don't have money but when the time comes and they want what you have to offer they're going to make damn sure that they have the money for it they will it's true it's That's true just, people true. don't also, have money people don't have money to buy apple watches but yeah. they fucking buy them yeah for sure yeah. Also, having a value conversation at the start of a project would be really helpful. Like, especially mm. when people say, oh, you can't afford that. <laughs> they can't afford, you know, whatever. That's the, but their budget caps out at 500 euros. You'd be like, okay, but how much um, could you earn with this new website? Like, what's, the, mm. what's your earning potential? If you overhaul your website, you um, have really great SEO, you come up, you rank on the first page of Google, like, what could that mean for your business? And framing it like that while maintaining flexibility. So if, you know, whatever, like the standard is 10% of that value, right? Um, so that is based on like not having a fixed rate. So that's not my business model, but it is a very viable business model. Whatever you decide to do, if you're like, well, if, you know, you're in that much, like, 2,000 or 3,000 euro, it's where I really think it should be sitting. Um, like, it's not actually, if you look at that, you cannot spend a little bit of money and expect a really big result, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you say, but I understand that's difficult. So let's split that payment up over like six months so that you're still only paying 500 euro a month. Let's make it doable for you. And mm. if, like, I'm telling you, in the first two months, you're going to see benefits. Mm -hmm. No one can argue with that. Yeah. It's those small bite-sized chunks that make it a bit more manageable for people mm -hmm. to, to deal with. I mean, I, and, and I've seen it in, the, in, in different forms of the business world. But it, like, because people choke when they see a price and they're mm. like, you know, 
because but but then but then you find out a bit more about them and you think oh my word these people's priorities are so like oh, face exactly, because yeah. they'll go and spend like seven thousand rand on a cat uh, you know, I mean, and I've seen I've seen the most bizarre behavior in people, like where their priorities lies and what they'll spend money. And in South Africa, I mean, I need to tell you, the car is the status, but they'll live in a little mm. um, uh, tiny house with ten people. But if I, they have the new BMW, that's more important. If they have, have the latest fashion, so yeah. so, and this is, and it's about different belief systems and cultures and traditions and what's perceived as status but yes. if you break i have seen it work in terms of breaking it down it it becomes less of a stump a mental stumbling block for mm -hmm. people looking at one big um, yes big cash and it is, and I and I usually work with payment plans to say, cool, I know that this is a bit of a shock right now. Let's break it down. And I made the mistake of breaking a small amount down over too many months, a small-ish mm. amount down for a South African client over too many months, where she was paying something like 800 Rand a month. And I was saying, oh. Yeah, it's, it's exchange really the exchange rate fees on that alone is going to kill you exactly and it's and but i was having i was trying to be smart about it and having it paid into my south african bank account the problem with that is i have to report glow if i live here um, with, with a here address i have to report global income and pay that money pay tax on money i don't have in euro um, I have to put like because I that money is still sitting in the South African bank account. I have not moved it here because it was a total of about eight thousand rand. I have to report that eight thousand rand to the finance amt here, the finance department of finance here, and then have to pay euro euro tax on money I don't even have. That's for me. Yeah. No, so you're always going to make it like a really super round number. You're going to talk about value, and yeah. you're going to you don't even say like oh uh, yeah i can see that's going to be a big shock like you don't even you, no don't you even go stay there. really um like grounded in the fact that this is your this is your value that you bring to the table because when you start to wobble uh and you lose confidence in that people lose confidence in paying you that much money not that it's even that much money that's mm -hmm. simply what a website costs any less and you're taking advantage of someone so yeah you just say okay well how much could that you know how much could that um mean for you what could that mean for your business all right so i'm thinking and you have this conversation first so that you're not even like scaring them with a the price you're like mm -hmm. all right so i'm thinking for all of that everything that you need to get you to this kind of a level and earn that kind of goal we're going to start at uh, let's say three thousand let's split it over six months to make it really easy for you and like this is the tone in which you have that conversation mm -hmm. you're not pussyfooting you're not like trying to coddle their feelings you're just being like this is my business i need to i need to buy groceries i need to put food on the table i need to pay for my house don't apologize for that shit. that's what we do mm -hmm. women stop making yourself small and I've and I've had that realization already, but the realization hasn't come with the attached actions. Meaning, the the bank is not sorry about the fact that I have a bond. Mm. It's just no. that I have a bond. End of story. It's I have a bond. I need to eat. Yeah. 
And it's, okay. and it's that when I moved here, that realization hit me more so than when I was living back home. Because back home, it was much easier for me to cover my bills because we didn't have a bond. The house was covered. Um, it's, I wish we didn't have a house, but we do because that's Eon's life goal. Um, so that's why we have a house. Otherwise, I would still be living in a flat. I would, I would be very happy. But as soon as I realized, hey, like I have a bond and the attached lifeness, life adultness that goes with that, and all of the realizations that came with it, it hit me like a bam. And I'm going, I'm apologizing for my rates that I need for the money that I need to live. What? Why am I apologizing for the money that I need to buy food with? That hit me so hard, but the attached action has yeah. implemented. But yeah. I think that's also people and them. It's only a real job if you work for someone else. Mm. Then they won't question the money that you yeah, make. Yeah, for sure. Um, but when it comes to your own rates, your own business, people think that they can. No, fuck that. They need to. People need to stop thinking like that now. Yes, I mean, especially, with, with, especially with, after long. Yeah. With with um like the corporate catering catering environment. I mean, it's that we always used to joke is that they want the lion, but <laughs> they only want to pay for a. <laughs> kitchen <laughs> and um Hi. and, and we goes. had to ask ourselves the question so many times oh uh, if you got load shedding yes oh. we um why um why get out of bed for a three percent margin mm. what for you're actually killing yourself for clients that are just making a shed load of money Mm. But they want to, but they money. want to squeeze all of their vendors mm. because your services. So why must I pay so much for cleaning? Um, well, actually, cleaning is a new everything right now. Why must we pay so much for food? Um, mm. I've seen the price of um, rice, potatoes, garlic, and then they complain because they get chicken every day. It's like, well, um, if you want lamb, you're gonna have to pay for it. And, yeah. and this is, and, and you got this mentality. But yet, those same people will go to Tasha's yeah. okay? and they will go to KFC and they will go and, and, and spend yeah. like 70 Rand on lunch. But because you are perceived as a canteen that I don't want to pay more than 25 Rand mm. for lunch. Well, then you're going to get egg curry. I'm just giving you, a, I'm giving you a slightly different application. Yes. Uh, in terms of the whole thing, because it's like it's useful. Why do you want to get out of bed? As as any company or as any business owner or as any shareholder in a business for that much. No. What is the point? You know, and I have paid for that amount of money. I have literally been giving away parts of my life that I could have been using for something better where I've actually started with inquiries have come in and I've said, actually, this is not what I'm doing at the moment. And it was something like they wanted to move their blog from blogger to WordPress. And I said, unfortunately, that's not something I do because I just thought that's not worth the time for me. Mm. It's not worth that weekend that I'm going to lose because I would much rather be doing something else. Mm. And it is that 
I am. I used to joke when I was back home that I don't go to a meeting for less than five thousand rand for a five thousand less than a five thousand rand project. Yeah. Otherwise, it was Zoom call. If someone wanted to do a project, they wanted to copy for their website or whatever it was, it was a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because I was not even if it, because it was some I've had this project had a project like that before where it was a PE guy and I was like I'm sorry but I don't know you and I don't trust you I don't go meet random guys um, at like a coffee shop um, and we had a Zoom call and the project went beautifully but it was I was very firm about this is my boundary we do a Zoom call because I'm not leaving the house um, or I don't leave my office for this for a project of this scale we do a Zoom call. Mm. The project went very well and he wanted absolutely zero revisions. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. It works better when... But you communicated boundaries. Yes. Mm. It works the better. projects you haven't communicated boundaries. It's um, about one... Because I think it's maybe something that in me that I go, oh, I don't deserve boundaries. And that's a lot of the work that I that uh, Yena's work had helped me with was uh. that you need boundaries and boundaries make your life better. Yeah, for sure. One thing that I learned in the spa, and I was just wanted to touch on what you said, Pauline, about the prices, is that I used to get really pissed off when someone would lie and say like, oh, I can't afford that cream. Then why did you ask for my opinion? Like if you can't afford a 500 Rand cream, but you can go buy a 900 Rand leather jacket that you're gonna wear twice a year, Go buy it then. Like, and I think this is where you try. And um, on my contracts where someone would say, oh, that's quite pricey. I'd be like, not really. It's like buying a dress. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's true. Sometimes you just need to be a little snarky it's with them. It's really just to, to put things into perspective, yeah, so that they don't take you for a book. Yes. Agreed. But it's also value-based. So, like, people... Yes. The, if people yeah. value good skin, but they value looking good, they rather just want to come get a facial. They don't value like purchasing the. But they, but they would spend one hundred and thirty-five dollars on a fifty-minute facial, but yeah. they won't buy a cream for eighty dollars. Yeah, the fuck. It's just like some people. Yeah. That's yeah, some just how they. Their priorities yeah. are like. Yeah, it's I mean, priorities. Yeah. Their priorities are. Everybody's got different priorities. Yeah. And and like you you look at something and you perceive what the value is to you and how much you're willing to spend mm. on it and it can be anything from this pen to this mouse you know all these things and it's like yeah you know there's certain things and i have to ask myself the question is it going to make my life easier simpler mm. or is it going to irritate me because now that's this is the process i've been going through now this year with trying to sort of get shit out of my space there's lots of shit in my space still, but it's like now looking at what am I using every day that is making my life simpler? What is irritating me because it's just in my space and taking mm -hmm. up space versus what things do I use that actually make me feel good about myself, whether it's a pair of shoes, whether it's makeup, whether it's hair product, you know, and there's certain things that I will not, I will know I'm not going to go to a cheap hairdresser because I've had one too many experiences where my hair looked terrible and then I was miserable because it wasn't what I wanted, okay? Now, I've had similar issues with cream on my face where 
I bought face cream. Oddly enough, I had aloe vera in it, <laughs> but it was um, it was it was Avoschlein. Was it like my legs? No, uh, yeah, it was something in it. I don't know what it was, but it was Avoschlein, and my stepmother was um, had a friend, and they were endorsing the stuff. And anyway, I broke out in. Yeah. It was horrible. It was like hives, mm-hmm. and I had dark hair, so I looked like Morticia Adams that got sunburned. Awful, and um, and I'd always used Clinique before, you know. So, so sometimes people also need to have that experience to understand the value of good skincare. Like, there's certain things that I will just now not ever use. It's the same with makeup. Not that I wear a lot of makeup anymore, but I mean, I use Nooks products. I think it's how you pronounce it, Nooks. Yeah, it's a nice makeup brand. Yeah. Because, but but also just the oil because it's it's such a little bit of stuff I've got to put on my skin, so I'll pay X because it's one thing, <laughs> and I think that's also from a marketability perspective when it comes to face creams. You can yeah. say here's a face cream. This is all you need. You don't need to have ten million things. You can use rose water, witch hazel if you just want to, you know have an astringent on your skin, but this is your sort of grand finale. I mean, I'm not, I don't speak your, your. <laughs> My skin industry. language. No, but I, I'm just saying what this is what works, what this works. And I've got very sensitive skin. And, and I know that I've now like got a handful of products. One thing costs a lot of money and the rest doesn't. Mm. So it's, mm. So it's to perceive value and what contributes in a positive yeah. or a negative way to your life. Hey, I, just, I just have another idea about yoga. And um, also skincare. It could definitely relate to both. Approaching that like start, that first conversation with someone. I'm going to say with someone because you're imagining someone when you're having this conversation, when you're marketing, not because someone's contacted you. Hang on. My yeah. pen finished. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try and make it stay here quickly so it doesn't leave my brain. <laughs> say it over and so over bad. again. Make it into a mantra. What? A chanted. <laughs> Conversation. Damn it, I love my blue pen. It's the only blue one I have. Okay, I'm ready. I'm listening. Um, talk about accessibility. So I feel like in okay. skincare and in the health wellness, actually in the health wellness beauty sector, um, accessibility is a big problem. People feel like they don't have everything they need to start. They're, you know, mm. so it could be like acne or they're, you know, body shame, stuff like that. So talking to it and saying like, come do yoga with me. You don't, the only thing you need is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Body and, um, a space in your brain where you can find calm, something like that. And for your skin, you can say like the only thing you need to start taking care of your skin or to start feeling more confident in your skin, however you want to frame it, is like this. And you make it the smallest number of possible, smallest number of things possible to so make it like super accessible. Mm-hmm. Because there is this thing in these industries that like you cannot simply go into something with one. You know, I can't just go buy like 
one yeah. hair products. I need to buy the whole range or I need to buy, I can't just go like, you know, start yoga. I need to have the yoga mat and the block and the everything when that's not mm. true. You just need a towel yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good idea. Thanks. And a top that doesn't uh, do this when mm. you do it upside down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which has happened to me a few times <laughs> okay Leanne can I give you some encouragement yes please. the first time I met you mm -hmm. I was on your bed <laughs> on your massage bed on my massage bed yeah no no and it was just before my wedding and uh -huh. you, did, you did a facial for me and like your whole approach and talking about what you why were why don't I remember this was I drunk no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I really don't remember. It was that in though. the morning. No, and then I remember you were just on the road. Um, and I think Lauren and Richard had gotten gotten me this gift as a a present or something. Or was it at a time? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was imagining my own home salon. I, you were in Durbanville. You were close to my mom. Nicola. Nicola. Okay, that was you like 2011. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. and, and I think I'd gotten like a voucher or I'd gotten like a, as part of my hen gift to go uh -huh. and to go for like some treatments, you know, okay. And um, I remember it because your voice was gentle and soothing. Oh, you. you had nice music playing. It wasn't like, irritating it wasn't too loud you were very informed you used products i didn't know about that weren't expensive and um you you sort of very gently explained what you were doing and what the purpose of this was and you even said i'm going to give two little of these little capsules to to you so that you can put them on at night for mm. like two like three or four nights and see how it feels and then you bug it off on a cruise ship <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, but but that was my experience, um, and it was memorable. So you did something right, and I'm explaining I to that. you Thank exactly you. what you did mm. because I've been um, in places where I get a lot of half. You know, when people are like working, it's like sighing. Oh, I can't. That's I why actually, I don't go I to want the to, I want to do this and strangle the person. Mm. Shut up. Stop sighing. Stop it now. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Or halitosis. <laughs> what or is that? Is that breaking? When they're like, like oh, yeah. or they yabba, 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 mm. in your ear. You know, unless I, I actually want to talk to you about it, I, let me just sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you made it very comfortable and lights and i felt good because it was my wedding i was stressed out and i did not feel anxious at all leaving mm -hmm. like sometimes you just you just want to get like oh I'm yeah you want to run away from them yeah so yeah. so your tone and your and i mean that was a while ago so you were doing something right because i was very happy and i felt very i felt like i was in extremely capable hands someone that knew their stuff Someone that had excellent products, someone that gave me a little bit to go with, mm -hmm. you know. So it was, actually, like... it was memorable. 
Thank you. I just, I don't know how to show up as that person because I'm not in a spa. <laughs> I'm on social media. Yeah, it's a... No, no but again, it's, it's about your tone. It's exactly that. Yeah. How you were, like the way you applied mm -hmm. it. And I mean, you've said you want people to trust you. Yeah. So I trusted you that day. Mm. Okay. If you do social, then you're talking to like one person. So, so that's what I mean about tone, because you can get tone... Mm. Tone, if you talk to somebody on the phone, people can hear if you're smiling. That's a fact. Yeah, 100%. Okay? They can hear if you're sincere. They can hear if you really want to talk. They can hear if you're distracted. It's harder to convey that I know in, in copy or text. Mm. But if you do like any sort of brand immersion strategies with clients like Lauren does, and I think that's what's good about having the audio files because people can hear the sincerity in her voice mm. and that she's actually living her own brand and that she's passionate about what she's doing. So even if you do like little meditative voice clips. Lauren said the same thing. <laughs> you know, then they can actually yeah. hear the sincerity in your voice. Yeah. That is, thank you, Pauline, that is definitely something that I would like to do because my end goal is to also go into podcasts and stuff because I feel like my voice and my touch has always been what I have been able to give and what I know for a fact people trust from me. But I lack that completely on social media. And Melissa, how you say pretend you're talking to one person, like there are moments where I feel like I can do that and then there are moments where I can't. Mm, I and you. I just, I know, I know 100% that if I had a client on my bed table and I was doing a facial, I would hook her and I'm not even concerned about the competition out there. That's how confident I am in my hands because they are powerful. But I, I don't know how to be that without the work of my hands and just my voice and my face. You're, you're then very good with personal connect, interpersonal connection, like the person standing in front of you. I am very good with that, yes. You can do that, Leanne. You just gotta invigorate it's, the part of the other part of you um, that's gonna be maybe. able to work as an extension of your hands, you know? Yeah. Because, because your voice is the, then the extension mm -hmm. and what you could then do is do short Instagram lives or short, you know, videos on your Facebook page. Like I'm wanting to teach you about this. And I found what, that when I, I went through a short stint of doing live Facebook videos, they actually work quite well and people quite enjoyed them mm -hmm. and enjoyed listening to them. If you yeah. decide to do a short thing and you, and you do live, you're not under the pressure to record and edit and re-script and re-record and hate your yeah. It's quick, short Facebook live video or Instagram live video. One minute, you're like, okay, I'm focusing on this today. Finished. And, okay. the, and even what you started mm. off like today, I mean, you, you, talk, you started talking about aloe vera. No, oh, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> even have to like relate to to a yoga mat or yoga pose or even a yoga sound. I mean, you can just say like, you know, it was very hot today and you've actually realized mm. that just incidentally you were doing this and hey, it's actually been great and cool. I can 
feel extremely more flexible doing yoga today because my skin's not dry. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just being silly now. Yeah. But, you know, it, 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 it kind of just, um, because this is uh, how we, we're all connecting and sharing vulnerabilities. Yeah. And no, absolutely. And in, I, in the culture code, which I mentioned to you guys, which is about organizational understanding the cues and that they speak a lot about vulnerability, mm-hmm. a lot about it. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, nobody's perfect. And, yeah. and I think, you know, everybody has been following these stupid, irritating lifestyles of all these fake people mm-hmm. for so long they got very sick and tired of the kardashians they got sick and tired they are they're sick of them they're sick and tired of all of these fake people the perfect people yeah you know do they even know the difference between cash and plastic the the reality is that i think people want real people and you're still gonna and, and, and i'm only saying this because i'm figuring my own stuff out mm-hmm. it's like do i want to be another carbon copy of some other person who's doing the same thing no I don't want that because I'm me and why am I different I need yeah. to still figure that that's out that's why you guys are here yeah that's why Lauren is helping I love that. so there's a lot of there's a lot of like um self-discovery that I've got to figure out on my own mm-hmm. on this journey and I mean I'm yeah I mean it's I don't want to say I'm I'm older, but I mean I am a bit older, and I'm still trying to figure this stuff. Yeah, you know. But I mean, I also think through through some of the really cucky times, I've figured out what I don't want, mm-hmm. um, which is what Melissa's saying now as well, with like, you know, giving away her time. Yeah. For nothing, because then you in minus number. Yes. Um. And I mean, one of my biggest things is I don't want to be happy. I don't want to be. I, I decided a long time ago I do not want to be a chef mm-hmm. in my 50s, standing yeah. for 16 yeah. hour days because I see some of my friends who are doing that and they, that's all they can do. So I always in, made it in, a very important value of mine, a personal value, to upskill myself, mm-hmm. even if it's with small, small things. You know, like little courses. Yeah. You know, if I can't afford a big course, then I do little courses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean, this is, and I mean, it, it, it's, I've got a heck of a lot to learn. You know, people do not have it all figured out when you're mm. adults. I think you have, lot, you have a lot less figured out. Yeah. I actually found a, a, a picture that I painted when I was... 12 and I was young and free and nothing ever um, perturbed me and it was quite funny finding it because I was like wow I didn't really I forgot that I'd painted this and I forgot that how good it made me feel I don't know if you can see that oh cute yeah Parrot. Parrot. I Parrot. remember Parrot. this one. Yeah. My grand, I think my father has it in his house very proudly. But, like, the, the, the thing is, like, I've, I've been thinking a lot about what it was like when I was younger and just drawing and painting and doing, like, sculptures and, and stuff like that. And I've been trying to remember how I felt when I was doing that mm-hmm. as a form of energy 
to propel me into my 40s and try and yeah. do like my own business now, mm. which is scary mm. because I have no idea where, what, how. But this came at the perfect time, Lauren's sort of guiding that process because you've gone through it now knowing what you don't want and I remember yeah. Lauren's own frustrations working for companies and having her time abused and people talking to her like oh, yeah. she wasn't worth it. like and and I think and it's hard to recognize after that your value it breaks you yes. it steals a piece of your soul yes. you feel crushed and you actually start doubting who you are so you know, I think I'm going yeah. through that now quite yeah. fundamentally because it's a, I, because I've been employed by someone else after working for myself for a while and being paid very little for all that I know. And that has actually, in, it's funny, even it's actually almost made me value my time even less because now I go, oh, I'm being paid this little to do so much. I've... I've, I skilled myself up so much that I thought, okay, well, nobody can hire me now because I literally just do one thing. But I knew a lot about, a, little bits about lots of different stuff. And now they've taken that skill of mine to know a little bit about lots of different things. And I've had to know more about lots of different things. And I've become now an employee, a very good one. Wow. And I'm now becoming slightly worse at running my business because now I'm having to really it's like I'm doing, I'm fulfilling two opposite roles in my job. My, my skills have gone like that. Like it's, it's, you know, very wide. And in my business, I have to do this and really focus. Yeah. But as, as I carry on working at the agency, they're making me really open up to do lots of different stuff, podcast, email, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, and social media and websites and this and more and Kickstarter and project management and da, 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 da. and I've become now an employee again and I don't like it because now I have to do loads of and I have started even more devaluing because I'm like oh but in my business if I'm not offering everything in the whole sink then I can't charge but I'm like, that's exactly the logic when I was starting my business that I used and it didn't work for me because I yeah. was doing yeah. and social. And people also don't want everything in the sink. Yeah, they and don't. It's too exactly. much for them to handle. It's overwhelming. And, and who's yes. going to manage it at the end of the day, you oh, know, so when you're not there? Um, and I think, going, I mean, what what you got to also ask yourself, because it, sound, you, it sounds a lot like what I was going through a, a, year, a year ago, is that, yes, you might be hating it right now, but like a year from now, you there is going to be something you're going to take from it and 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 um from a, as as a learning thing but yes. also you'll you'll realize that you've actually <laughs> almost unintentionally picked up other skills yes. through through under pressure because i kind of only, and i only really realized that when i had time to think about it mm-hmm. and and start because believe it or not i the writing was on the wall because I could see, I mean, if you've worked in corporate for long enough and, you, and you've and you worked with different levels of management, you understand how they work, how they think, when new management comes in, etc. I could see a restructure coming. I could see it a mile away. And 
you know, I would have had to be really dumb if I didn't know what was going to be the next five steps. So I was already thinking I need to start looking at something else. And that's why I started already thinking of if I was going to go on my own, what would I do? And it was very pie in the sky, but I started with something silly like, okay, names, names, names. Okay, I don't like this name anymore. And it's just a simple thing like just buying a, a domain. Then wow. I went and I started taking up all the uh, just stupid stuff like Facebook name, Instagram name, and they're all dormant, okay? But the thing is that it was there. Mm, then then, yeah. then I took it a step further. and I went and I registered with the, the CRPC. So I was like, okay, now what? Because now they were like, cool, approved. I'm like, oh, okay, now what? You know, so, so, so through this sort of like almost instinct, I, I just started doing the stuff. And so I think the other thing through this is baby steps mm-hmm. because you, like it can't all happen I think we so we live in this world where everything happens so quickly and there's mm-hmm. so much instant gratification you gotta you really do have to take a whole lot of steps back mm-hmm. and kind of look at where you are at and remember all the good that you've done and someone actually told me this at the beginning of the year because I kept on the question I asked myself the most last year was what am I doing wrong mm. and yeah. a very good friend of mine put it into perspective and she said you need to stop asking that question and ask yourself this question what am I doing right mm. yes. and write that down because and, and it really it almost helped flip a mental switch when I started mm. writing down everything I could think of that I had done that mm-hmm. I was proud of, even stuff that I'd forgotten about. Yeah. You know, and then when I started going through Lauren's workbook about you, you know, mm-hmm. and and like, you know, why did you choose his name? And I was laughing because I was like, I don't really know why, but I kind of, it was my initials, so I kind of just then mm. built something around my initials and hey, it was a little bit foodie, so cool, why not? And yeah. um, Oh, and also, you know, growth, it's simple. You know, so all these things, it's sort mm. of, as the more and more I started thinking about it, it started just mm. taking shape, becoming something. Mm. With that question in mind, what am I doing right? Because it's very hard, it's, very, it's much easier to beat yourself up with a virtual base. Yeah. Mm. Totally agree with you. And it's, and I found that doing, I sit literally, my computer sits here and I move across away from the keyboard so that I can sit in this little spot here and write my notebook is open. And I sat here most of Saturday, most of Sunday, just writing, zero typing, nothing. Mm, It has been therapeutic to get out what I want to say and I've, I stick like the question here and I leave a whole page so that I have space to write, it's space to explore, it's space to like doodle and also just space to sit back and go, okay, I'm not finished with that question. I don't think that I've dug enough, but okay, on to the next one. Mm. And it's been helpful because I've realized that the approach or my philosophy about business is, is changing quite a lot and what I think about myself is changing quite a lot Um, and I have the seed of an idea 
that I've been carrying for about a month, more than a month, for a podcast that I really want to do. But I needed a name, and the name is like so fundamental to like the approach to the um, how I see myself, to how I see business, to how I see the world, and all of that stuff. And I, that has become more obvious and more visible to me as I've kept writing. Even though I knew that I was not going to be finished with this workbook, because I take my sweet fanny time. Um, and I like sit and I think and I stare into the distance and then I stare outside and then I go for a pee. I kept writing because I knew that there would be something in here that I could use eventually at that point. Totally. I love that. And so, and the more space you give yourself to work through all of that stuff, the more you learn about yourself. Pauline, what you also do when you shift from what am I doing wrong to what am I doing right is you take the need for validation away from everyone else and you're able to validate yourself, mm. which is so key in building confidence mm. and in helping you like progress. Because if you're always looking for other people to be like, oh, you did this right or congratulations mm. or well done or something that you find validating, mm. you are only going to use that as a motivator, mm -hmm. which is a very poor, short-lived motivator. But if you are internally validating based on what you, um, you know, what you want to get out of this or uh, what you could see about yourself in those particular situations, that is a long-term motivator because you are actively validating yourself based on who you want to be, where you want to go, what your goals are, um, what you want for your business, all of those things. And also if you're relying on the sort of other validation, you're going to get mixed reviews. Absolutely. You know, so you're going to get people that are biased. You're going to get people that are going to give you generic. You're going to get people that are going to give you very little because they don't want to upset you. And, and I mean, and, 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 uh, and I'm speaking from a corporate perspective now where you, you're getting performance reviews. You know what I mean? It's a totally different environment, but it yeah. does teach you other things. I mean, I, I, it's yes. not something I, I regret having that experience of, but it taught me a lot about what I'm able to tolerate, mm. um, what I'm not willing to tolerate anymore, um, mm. how I want to be treated. Because, mm. you know, as a woman working in a, a company where it's extremely, and I'm going to say it, lots of misogynistic mm. men in that environment and you know, promotions were very much out of favoritism, etc. And yeah. if you dare have an opinion as a woman in a big company <laughs> yeah. where you don't have um, anyone really in your corner, because mm -hmm. you're not get you, you you are, and it was and it was like a, it's like there's a manual that comes out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's all corporate companies because I found that in a lot of big companies, it seemed to be a trend. I'm not saying it's in all companies. Yeah, but, but it's it, probably but in it's in, But it's in a lot, okay? And were you dealing with patriarchy? And it's your, your soft roles are women, you know, so you 
okay, you must be HR. But the minute you're a woman in a company and now you're CEO, okay, which yeah. is what I saw happen to my previous boss, you immediately, your decisions are second-guessed. You need mm. secondary sign-off. Your mm -hmm. signature isn't as, yeah. a, a, as golden no. as you the man's signature. Power. You don't. Yeah. And, and it is such a mind fuck when you are in that situation because you start doubting yourself. Mm. And this is where that, those questions came in. What am I doing wrong? Why is it okay for Mr. X to do mm. this? But when I do this and we are on the same level, yeah, and mm. I am more qualified than mm. Mr. X, he's getting paid more than me, number one, and his opinion yeah. is, high, is, is, is valued more. Yeah. You know? So when you come out of that space for years and years, you mm. think to yourself, wow, now I've got to make this work on my own. Yeah. When, after so many years of the system betraying you. Yes. Precisely. Guys, I'm just saving my battery. Is my video off? Yeah, your video is off. Okay. But there's a very pretty picture. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving this, guys. I'm loving all these conversations. Yeah, yeah thank you. I'm still making notes. I'm so <laughs> jealous that Richard brought you a beer. I know, right? <laughs> you want to say? Yeah. Like, I didn't ask. He just brought it. I had to say, Richard, can you bring me a beer? I think Mark's gone to sleep. Um, I brought water because I knew I'd need. So. Yeah, no, I've, I've got my I've water. I've already and I'm thirsty again. Yeah, and I've got my water. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Sorry, we, we like derail the whole conversation because like it's to me I don't really get to talk about this much anymore with actual people as in in person on a call because mm. I've cut down because of necessity I've cut down the amount of calls that I am in because mm. I found that the best thing I can do with my time right now is focus. Yeah. Really intentional focus as in cutting out Instagram time, cutting out Unsubscribing from emails has been the most valuable thing I've done this year. Totally. I've actually stuff. got this book. I bought it from Typo, which is one of my still one of my favorite places. I freaking missed And I got this for sale um last year. I when just I opened it. It is so awesome. Because you can sit and write your own dates, and so it doesn't actually matter when you start this diary. Oh, cool. And then you've got, like, in between spaces. Okay, that, okay this is much later on in the year. This is my future. But <laughs> um, So the, it hasn't quite been filled in. But what I started doing um, was, was sort of filling out, like, different things. Okay, so birthdays. So the very same friend of mine that said, stop asking what you're doing wrong and ask yourself what you're doing right. She's like, take the diary what I do every single year, and I write out all the important dates, my birthday, my husband's birthday, my child's birthday, blah, 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 blah. okay, those are not negotiables, those days are private days, they are untouchable days, I do not work on those days, I do not give those days away to anybody, okay, oh, wow. then what she does is she looks at high days, 
So like your public holidays or your bank holidays and stuff. And you start looking at where can I now start planning time for myself. So mm. you start planning your leave. Okay. So I already did it at the end of April. Because the 27th is public holiday, which is a Tuesday. So yes, that means Monday is, yeah. So, okay. I'm so cheeky. I want to take and South I've, African holidays here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've now blocked that out. Okay. And, and, and as I was looking at it, I was like look, making notes about, okay, cool. So then I can put, then I start filling in all the other things that has to happen. So I've got training on this day, e-learning course on this day, et cetera, et cetera. And basically you plot out the main mm. milestones until the end of your diary, your book. The skeleton but of this I already love because the end is near. Oh, wait, it's here. The end is here. But, <laughs> but it's, it, it was such a rad book. And I actually, it was like, I think 15 rand. I should have just bought everything that was there. Um, I didn't realize how cool it was until I actually had a proper look at it. And then there's like linear. The point I'm trying to make is that it's actually given me like a bird's eye view mm. of my year. Yeah. And also what I want to achieve. I need to go for a knee op. So I've put you February, okay, or card markers of, you know, Auntie Rona. But oh, I love that Auntie Rona. <laughs> she must just pack her bags and piss off now. Um, but this whole thing was like, okay, so what? Because she said to me, what do you want to achieve this year? Like I said, I need to get my knee up because it's it's really bothering me now. It's it's really it's. It's it's causing problems with how I walk. I, I can't run. I can't do these things that I like to do. You know, it's causing inflammation. So it's irritating me. So she's like, well, that's got to go, you know. And I'm like, I need to get to this amount of savings. And then I had a chat with my friend Tara. And she's like, okay, Pauline, so in May, we are going to go to Spain in 2022. And we are going to go walk for 10 days. So I was like, right, I'm going to have to get that knee up before then. <laughs> Are you, is that, so, uh, is that the Camino? I, I think it's one of the walks. It's not the 65-day walk. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a 10-day one. But the point is that I put that goal in this diary, even though it's, it isn't a 2022 part of the year. But I've already put there, and I'm going to put on every single page now Yeah. so that I know I've got to now put money away mm. for that trip, okay? And I've got to make sure that I book my surgeries and get my knee fixed and that we can start looking and getting prices. Hopefully, um, Auntie Rona will not be in Spain. Or but, fuck, in 2022. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't she know. better piss off by then, seriously. Yeah. But even, even if it is still not so great, then at least we can say we've had a goal, we've saved towards that mm. goal. And yeah. obviously, I'd like to have money so i need to work so i need to yeah. this is all these things because that is now a, a goal yeah. that i want to plan for yeah in the amount of time save 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 like a little squirrel and then get to that goal then at least yeah. if, you to, if you have to postpone then at least you have more time to save you know yeah so, so it's, it's, it's more wine money forcing me to do short medium and long-term goals mm. now. Mm. I've bought, I've bought a diary. What I love, I miss a typo diary, actually. I really miss a typo diary because the ones I used to buy were the weekly ones. So they would have a month, a month overview, and then they would give me the whole, week, the whole month as weeks. 
So it had a one a double page spread for months. So I could block out when I was having appointments, doctors, gyne, the whole jam would go in there. And then it would give me the week as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that layout, double page week, would give me so much space, but not uh -huh. give yeah, no. him. Yes. <laughs> I miss a typo diary. I've had to compromise in a huge way because I can't, I looked on Amazon. I looked on oh, online. We're going to have to send you a care package from South Africa. <laughs> I think that this, is, this is, has to be a thing because, oh, man, Manu, as, they, as my colleagues say, oh, Manu, they, it's, it's ridiculous because the diary I now have, and I looked at small businesses that sell diaries and i looked at like bigger companies that sell diaries i looked at like your brendan burchard and i looked at your stupid diaries this is this is shit because i can't mm. this is cuck it's like an outlook diary like melissa rem remind me tomorrow because i'm actually with one of my german students that i had this morning she lives in the uk she showed me a diary that she bought off amazon she was like oh i love it there's so many there's a place that you write what you're grateful for and she was showing me this this morning and she sent me the link to show me Oh, okay. uh, remind me tomorrow and I'll grab the link and I'll send it to you. Cause it actually, it did. It looked like quite a nice journal. It was 21, I think 20, $21 or something. That's I don't know. I can't bad. remember. That's not too bad. So That's really not maybe bad. you like it, maybe you don't, but I, I'll send you the link. Thank you. Because it's the, I can use this for like basic planning, but as in, what day what is on what day but to yeah. do a lean like plan is what i want to do with my okay i want to have my website up by x time i need to work backwards from that i mm. want to have a podcast done by x time i need to work backwards from that so you guys are shooting ahead a little bit we will get to goal setting no, sorry. <laughs> sorry that was my that was that was me but it was something that i i i will honestly say i was always the tit at work that never i was like oh really is it a public holiday and then everyone yeah. else is put and you know what it is is because being in the food industry and having worked in mm. restaurants and stuff What's a public holiday? Yeah. What's yeah, a weekend? Exactly. What's Christmas? You know, you yeah, kind of for, forget. And then I was always felt like, oh, no, you can't go and leave because the other half of the team are taking yes. leave. Mm. And you're just like, you guys My, my sister yeah. in the hotel industry. Yeah. My in the hotel wow. industry. She, she worked at a game farm. Hello? She's worked at a game farm. She's a game ranger. Yeah? Yeah? Sorry, I think my internet Hello? is starting oh, okay. to pack up here. Are you there? Oh, the tower's dying. Hello? Again. Are you there? Yeah, oh, we, wow. we can hear you. We, we can hear you. Can hear you. Ah. <laughs> okay. Well, my sister, my I couldn't say anything. qualified game ranger, and she works. she's worked at game lodges and at hotels, and she's the same. She's like, oh, it's a public holiday today? I had no idea. Mm. Because she never could take them you know because yeah. she was always working on those days so yeah. and now it's exciting because now it's like and talking about your value it's like well my time is valuable mm -hmm. and my birthday i'm mm. not working Touching. on my birthday again and i'm not going to work on other important birthdays and i'm going to make more of an effort to 
to connect the dots when it comes to public holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because know, if you in April, if you plan smart, you could plan quite a chunk of nice holiday day. Correct. And April's the best month because it's my birthday. <laughs> and, it's, and it's spring here. And spring That's is my Also April. What, what date? Aries, 6th of April. Where should go? Did Melissa just fall off birthday. the chain? Are you on the 6th of April? <laughs> That's my fucking birthday. Are you really on the 6th of April? Yes. <laughs> oh, cool, guys. Sure. That is okay. my fucking birthday. Two Aryans. I closed the door because my husband's in the kitchen and I'm like, I can't. I was like, I was like, my mom's in April too, so I was like, okay, maybe you're the twenty first. That's my fucking birthday. Yeah. That's so funny. Most That's of my most of my family is in April and March. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a, there's yep, a yep, few yep. there's a few randoms at the end. Lauren, oh. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly <the> normal people. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's insane. And now you've seen my PJ pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have put, and I've also put my birthday in the calendar so that um, I've also planned to take a day, or and it's also around Easter, so I've also planned. I mean, look, <laughs> yay, yay, sick. <laughs> Make it like, do you have like a highlighter and then just like lock it all out? Yes, I have. <laughs> I've been I've been playing with the pink highlighter all over my my value all over my 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 brand journal. Um, <laughs> so can I ask you something about um, podcasts? Not because I want to do one, but because yeah. I've got to do voiceovers for e-learning material. Um, how do you <laughs> how do you get to like good voiceover voice? I don't know if that makes any sense, but like I was told that I'm my voice is nice and I'm I'm I speak the Queen's English, really. Yes. Not that I'm in a bad mood, but yeah. You I don't have a South African accent, let's say. No, no, an Afrikaans accent. But I'm I'm now having to and this is quite new for me, so I'm an after now and I've got my like little setup which I will still it still needs to be burst out of its packaging and um, so when I start loading onto um, e-learning, this e-learning platform, I'm starting videos, etc. And I'm learning about like video software still. Um, I've, I've played around with some. It's not that hard, but I'm more anxious about the voice. <laughs> because you don't want that robot, that robot thing. Yeah. Where it all sounds quite scarily like a robot. But, um, yeah, I mean, how do you um, tune your voice, <laughs> you know, when they calibrate your voice? I find that I think about the person that I'm speaking to, because I've, I've recorded quite a lot of tutorials, tech tutorials, where I'm recording my screen, but not, not necessarily myself. Um, so yeah, I, that's, what I, that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to do voice overlays on digital content and I mean I can't it can't be wordy because 
well, I've got to have like lots of ways to captivate, but so, I mean, I, and I can do it as a facilitator. Now I've got to make, bring the facilitator into the, the video. Do you, <laughs> this, is your content fixed or do you have to write a video outline? Well, I can do storyboards and everything. I'll have to do it, um, and I'll have to do scripts. But um, I'm working from paper material, and I'm converting it and collapsing it so that it can become meaningful and memorable e-learning content because it's just too wordy. It's a snore fest. And, and that's what I'm currently working on now is I'm busy weeding out all the protracted English and I'm contextualizing it as well because it was written by I don't know who they couldn't write properly, but it it it's not it's pitched at a level four, but it's all over the place. So I'm re redoing, I'm copy editing everything. I'm sure. But the point is, yeah, it's like I've got to do this with a whole bunch of qualifications. And I and it is what I am good at. I'm good at contextualizing learning material. So that the throughput rate is higher. But such a cool skill. The big but is um, I've got to obviously not be boring with my voice. Mm. And when you hear yourself sometimes <laughs> talking, you're like, Every oh my gosh, is that what I sound like? Everybody hates their voice. Almost everybody hates their voice. I don't think Lauren does because Lauren's voice is lovely. But everybody does. Oh, I have the worst voice. <laughs> No, no, you don't. No, I disagree. I strongly Pauline, disagree. I used to. I used to honestly cringe at the thought of l listening to a voice note that I sent. It mm. used to freak me the fuck stop, out. Stop, stop, stop. I would not. I would not listen to it. And I got myself to a point where I forced myself to listen to a voice note after I sent it. And I promise you, today I don't give two shits what my voice sounds like. The thing is, you don't know how you sound too much. No, but just start listening to your voice in the background, like with your voice notes, because you it will make you so comfortable with your own voice that you won't even care. And also, we over or underestimate, like we underestimate how good we sound. We think, oh goodness, we sound like rubbish. What am I saying? Oh, but it sounds normal. <laughs> when people get the whole um, picture, as in when people yeah. are listening to you talk and watching the video, mm. they're less focused on, oh my goodness, I can't listen to her voice, rather than I need to get the learning material. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, totally. Can she explain it how I need to understand it? Or can she explain it so that I can follow? Pauline, you've got a very nice, soft, soothing voice. Yes, Thank and you. you speak slowly, which is not yes. something I can say for myself. <laughs> Thank I you, because this is part of the whole brand heart journey. Is that like, what am I really trying to portray? What, well, no, no, not not portray. What am I trying to express? Make people understand that mm. that is what they need from me. And um, I think that what I've done before with the paper stuff. But I'm now going to be working with new software, which I haven't worked with before. So it is new, okay, and I've got to now figure it all out. I've got people that can help me, and I'm doing seminars. But now I've got to do. I've got to actually start doing the actual mm. 
things. So I've got like the slides, I've been in the slides and I've designed it and it, I've, I've sort of put facilitator notes in so that the facilitators are actually able to deliver the content and I've given them prompts and I've given them activities, etc. Because the, the learner guides and the, um, uh, the assessments are just a snore fest. So I'm trying to uh, collapse the assessments as well. So it, it, it's it's quite a it's a big deal for me. In other words, it's a big um, challenge for me mm. because it's a lot of work, and then I don't want to start off like here, and then it's like it's not. Mm. You know what I mean? It sort of convolutes. I wanted to have a. I want the quality to be consistent. So, and is there something that you can put in place that will keep the quality consistent, i.e. you are creating maybe scripts or outlines, can you make one that's a template? So, intro content, because I'm sure that there's an intro to say, okay, this is what we're going to be doing, this is what we're going to be talking about, point one, two, three, then you delve into point one, two, three in the body and then conclusion. Mm -hmm. So if you can make something like a template for that, even if it's a Word document where you're templating and, and writing like your book outline, and then record, like, I find that when I start, I get really excited and then the enthusiasm just tanks. I find that if I can speak slower, more regulated for longer, then I can record five or ten videos on a day rather than going hell for leather on the first one and then having zero mm. Mm. Yeah. to put into the video. So, so how do you plan your podcasts? I mean, do you shoot from the hip or is there like a storyboard? Or I mean, because it's not something... I remember when I got my first iPod, and <laughs> which I still have somewhere, um, but podcasts came out like a couple of years later. I never really got it. I didn't understand the point of podcasts. I thought it was just like another news outlet. Um, now I'm starting to understand it a bit more um, in terms of, of, well, I was listening to SoundCloud a lot, and some of my... DJs that I listened to, they had like their podcasts and then they were talking about their music and the mixes and how things went at this festival and this jaw. But now they just, it just flowed. It's like they just knew. It's like they just had this, like, I don't know, roadmap. Now, obviously, I'll have to have a story. There needs to be a storyboard and I have to plot it out as if I'm doing like a call sheet for um, shoot. an ad, but a shoot, yeah. But um, yeah, and I think for me, it's just about getting that, the tone consistent because I don't want to sound like one day I'm Mary Poppins and then the next day, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, or, or, or like very uh, bulky or, mm. or, or my tone sounds almost aggressive without me even knowing it yeah, yeah. No, and then you just need to always maintain that like super conversational tone because that's what people mm -hmm. want to listen to mm. they just want to listen to um like you sitting down with them over a cup of coffee talking to them about this stuff so it's personal it's easy to understand and 
it's easy to listen to as in like it's not emotionally taxing to listen to when you go to a lecture or when you listen to like audio lectures it's very draining because it requires you to it's on a different level to conversation right so you have like always switched on but if it's conversational it's easier to follow the um the cadence of how you speak is different so just pretend you're having a chat with someone and can I to use you guys as, as as guinea pigs for sure you can send us on whatsapp and i'm gonna i'm gonna have a proper go at it it'll just be a sample of one unit standard oh, you're I'm, making me want to start my podcast now <laughs> that's good that's very good can you vary the length of your content videos or are they a specific look in terms of learning okay so if if i'm going to do um a learning intervention they cannot be um depending on what it is but i need to keep it short and break it into small modules because of my it, it depends because of because of the sort of Pitching at a level four, I'm dealing with people who, who most of them only got 30% for metric. Mm. Their attention span is not there. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and, and it is, it's, it's, that's the reality. So I have to look at that as an audience. And then mm. when I'm dealing with more executive um, level training, then obviously it'll have to be a bit more high level, but it still has to be concise because of time I've got to take in consideration their time, meetings, when are they going to do the course, is it going to be after hours, is it going to be before work, etc. You know what I'm saying? So, because people don't have time to sit and listen to 40-minute mm -mm. sessions. That was going to be my, my point. It's like, if you can make, yeah. and also, if you're doing learning material, and it's part of, this video is part of a larger course, I love, when I do courses, I love opening them and seeing, oh, this video is five minutes. I can do that. Mm. Then I can I sit and watch it, listen to it, get that satisfaction of I finished something, tick. Yeah. I've enjoyed that. I feel proud of myself because I could focus and sit myself down for five minutes. God, that, I need to run to make a week quickly. Go for it. That, um, that's very satisfying. And that will, I think, increase your the buy-in of people doing your course because someone that has a low attention span, you're almost catering to like one audience. Someone that has a low attention span is the same, needs the same length of content as someone that has, um, is time poor. Yeah. So and you have got to toggle with different engagement methods because they're going to consume a video, but there needs to be the chaos where they're actually learning mm. and then writing the assessment and stuff. And I want to create a blueprint so that they actually see the course like that and that they're going to start here and they're going to do this. Almost like when you look at and, and they get to make choices. So if I'm doing, which I haven't, I mean, that this is now big, big picture thinking, which comes to the practical modules where you do simulation. So you do simulation uh, scenarios where they get choice. And they pick a sim, uh, they, and then it takes them yeah. Whereas if they cho chose that one, it takes them to a different thing. So, so that is how I develop content. I've done, I've done content like that, but but facilitated driven content. Now I've got to do it. And I know a lot of people are doing it, 
but the, the uh, I've, I've watched some of it and it's a bit of a snore fest because they don't they don't give you a blueprint there's very few people that actually do that and that's the, th um, I think the blueprint is so important because then you as you say giving the people the course where they can see the whole thing then they know okay great I can choose this today, I can choose that today, but then also I know that I'm, here's my whole journey plotted out for me. That's really rewarding. And then as Y was mentioning the, the blueprint and the outline and the, you know, your scripts or your template for your structure of your scripts is that what's very, what's more interesting than a pretty voice or someone that talks in a specific cadence, like really high or really low or whatever is someone who can, audibly signpost what they're going to talk about so if we're talking about in this this lesson is going to be about this we're going to cover point one two three then you talk about point one or introduction point one tiny bit about the topic point this is how i was taught to like do speeches when i used to do like toastmasters and things mm -hmm. um, and i found that that skill has helped me with blog writing and that has helped me with creating outline structure for a podcast episode and i've got a couple in the tank but now i need to redo them because I want the title of the podcast to change um, based on this work that I'm doing here. Uh, so it's, I found that having a template or an, a basic outline will actually help you stay consistent because if you know, right, I'm approaching, and I found that if I'm writing up stuff word for word and I'm reading it, I actually do better than free flow because I go on a tangent. Sorry, guys. What you do? Um, uh, you need I'm going to say I'm going to say bye because my laptop battery is going going to oh, go kaputski no. and my electricity is only coming back on at twelve thirty. Thank you so much, guys. It was a really lovely call. Right, yes, let Wait, I'm going to put my video back on quickly. I hope it's going to work. I hope it comes on sooner. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm definitely, uh, I don't know that it's on, but I, I'm going to go. I see gonna, a, a, it's like uh, a Blair Witch project. <laughs> Tonight's scary movie is all about fucking load treading. <laughs> yeah, because this battery is gonna die soon, and then the I'm just gonna be the caption. Yeah. Put it out. Did you see? Do you guys have the captions on? No. no. So no. you all see it because I see it. Okay. The ant said fucking load shedding, and it was just f asterisk asterisk. <laughs> I must say, it's these very good quality microphone that I've got sure. here. Very nice. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Okay, thank cool. you so much. It was a lucky evening. You can like do a podcast. Yoga thank in the dark. <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yoga during load trading. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Um, because I'm so good at going on a tangent, to keep myself restricted and the podcast episode short, I've had to 
write what I want to say word for word for word. It's time okay. and I think that I will get better at it as I go. However, I have I started a podcast in 2018 and listed it on Apple Podcasts, listened to the first episode and said, this is trash. They never went back. Um, and now because I've got things that are bubbling up in me that have been bubbling up in me for such a long time that I'm like, okay, I need to share this because I can't keep it anymore. Um, but I find that writing out and then being able to read it almost like a news reader, but not with that dryness, just more with that. Not like the president where you see he's trying to like, he's like trying to like catch up with the script. My fellow South Africans. And then all you see He's gotten is, better. He's gotten better. He actually is. But, but if nobody's seeing your face and you're only doing a record of screen. Yeah, no, it'll be an overlay. It'll be an audio um because remember most of my audience will be not white so yeah. i don't I, I, that's what i, I want to yeah um because and the reason why i'm actually talking about this is because it's the, the the brand heart part of it where you know what is what i want to do you know what is it that i want to actually and the more i think about it it's like i want to create exciting and engaging content that provides meaningful and memorable experiences. So I want them to remember mm. what they learned. Um, the consumer, okay, they haven't got this part right yet. I was sort of just loose. It's very crudely written, but the consumer comprehends and is determined to move forward, you know, mm. through it. Okay. So they want more. They want uh, so to help one discover the potential and to help them become the best version of themselves. Okay, it's very badly written. But I basically want them to be captivated and wanting more. And, and um, motivated as well. Well, and yeah, definitely. I wanted to trigger and catalyze understanding. Mm. Hence why I spend a lot of time contextualizing everything so that it can promote critical thinking. So a person that might be a baseline employee mustn't just be treated because it irritates the hell out of me when I see also from previous life, seeing how people were spoken to because they're just a stigma. Oh, you're a cleaner, so I must talk to you like this. That person has got communities. They probably go to church. They're probably like really popular in their own circle. They probably give advice. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they probably like yeah. really admired, you know, and give that person the common decency and respect by trying to contextualize what they're learning by applying it to what they know, you know. Yes. And I don't know everything about their culture, but if I can apply it to everyday things that universal things, mm. like an example, like an organogram. No, most people don't understand what an organogram is. And and most of the um, the qualifications always start out by describing layout services of an organization, which is one of them being an organogram. Mm. So, how do you explain that to somebody? Mm. Because they don't get they they still you can draw a million diagrams of a, a kitchen HR this etc. They won't get it. So I have to go think of a family tree. Mm. Yes. Think of. Granny and Grandpa, Opa and Oma, Google exactly. and what's the, I have no the masculine? Idea. There isn't one. There's just Google. 
<laughs> okay. Think of Google. <laughs> Google is queen and king. Okay. And then yes. so, uh, or, or, or put it into, you know, they go to church. Think of a church. You know, yes. Or, and, and that, and, 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 because it's, it's taking it into the space of mm. what they understand. Yes. So this is what, and, and it's very, um, it can be quite mentally taxing. Because it you, is. You, you're constantly thinking, it's not just about writing blah, 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 and now answer this question. You know, mm. it's now taking something and applying meaning to everything and contextualizing it, etc., etc., etc. It's when you zoom out of what you know, and that's always yes. the case in business because you're right there. Yeah, you're very close you're, to it. You're try yeah, you're so close. And you're trying to communicate, educate, and inform people who do not know this thing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be coming to you. Mm. So it's that practicing in the stepping back, seeing the full picture, and understanding how you can explain it in a way that doesn't just make sense to you. And like I said, this is true across the board. That, and it is... How are you saying, like yeah. how you're talking about connecting what your the new stuff to what they know that's how i've been i only realized that that's what i was doing and how i it's how i learn language i build bridges between what i know and what i don't know mm. and when i learn something new i always connect it to a thing that i know yeah you have to compartmentalize and also it. the also the generational gaps is, is causing mm. uh and also it's the vertical not just the horizontal Gen, challenge Gen Z, hey? because sure, hey? you you're dealing now you're taking somebody that's like a baby boomer and you're trying to explain our parents yeah okay and they're quite a rebellious rebellious bunch so, pig-headed you know the because for is pig-headed <laughs> yes because you 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 explaining something and they go ah no that's rubbish it's nonsense mm. you know what do you know mm. it's like um sort of about what i know this is um this is a fact yeah and let me you know and now and then you've got a you've got an audience because i mean i've, I've had to now facilitate now me in a in a room with a bunch of people that are much older, mm. middle age, and then of course, um, well, I mean different youth groups, different yeah. youth age, uh, Gen Z, Gen <laughs> the I don't know. There's so the many, youths. and um, whether they're both Lego growing up or or on their phones at the age of seven, it's trying to now pull that golden thread because that's my audience it's so diverse mm. i've got so i've got clients where the clients are actually are looking at my content and going oh this looks great and blah 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 and then they'll look at the assessment and they'll go okay will it be verified um will it be will the CETA um give it uh, credentials will it be approved okay yeah. they look at that they look at the compliance aspects but then there's the delivery of the material. Okay. Okay, yeah. wait. So, so there's you, two. Mm. That's who your product is for. Yes. But who you are marketing yourself for is different. Yes, it's and different. That who, that's who you need to focus on in all of the communication, messaging, everything in your brand needs yeah. to be for that person. 
Yeah. And so it's the same as how like kids' products are marketed to moms. Yes. Because you cannot market to a baby, right? But it's in the content creation or like in the actual product delivery and how you decide to implement that, you're taking into account those people and their unique challenges. Um, mm. But you need to know the people above that, the clients, the people who will be paying you a lot more intimately than you need to know the people who you're creating content for. Yeah, which is why, I mean, the, the, the people that I'm creating the content for, they're not going to understand on mm. what on earth I mean by the word contextualization. Mm. So that, you know, so it's not, <laughs> it's not written, it's not written yeah, that's mm. the word. So this is what I'm using for the client. This mm. is the statement or where I'm going. Yeah. You know what? What is what am I going to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. How am I going to make their lives easier? What burden am I going to take off them, mm. so they can just run the day-to-day business? They don't have to worry about mm. if the content is going to work or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. Like uh, your marketing and your branding is directed at, let's say, the companies that are going to hire you. But the the thing I think that is taking, that is your work, the thing that you are getting paid for, is directed at this group of people. Well, that's three. It's actually threefold. So okay. you've got the training provider, who are marketing to to develop the content for. Then you've got the client, who the training provider is selling the training solution to. So part of that has to be embedded in their sales strategy. What is the promise, the throughput rate, what is the output, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Then there's the third part of it, which is the output. Students. So it's your input, your throughput, and your output. Your oh. input being your your client, your throughput being with their clients, and then your output being the deliverable. Did yeah. you actually uh, deliver according to the SLA? So oh. the, <laughs> that's and obviously the first the first hook is. As Lauren says, it's your your main client, which is your training provider. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, I've been. I understand. Uh, yeah. I understand a bit of this actually because I used to work at the what was UPE or is now NMMU. I worked at the business school for a year, and I was in charge of. <laughs> I was in charge of content or the actual learning books, but. I did like the copyright applications for the material and I was dealing with the facilitators, but I also spent a whole year learning how to put bullets in Microsoft Word documents and format. <laughs> Been my, there. <laughs> I, I formatted all of the learning material that would be printed out like across the board from the slides, the PowerPoint slides that the facilitators would use to the assessment guide, to the study guide, to the workbook, to the material for the facilitator who was not always the same as the material developer. So you would have you who develops the material and is the subject matter expert. Then they would give it across the country to a facilitator in Durban, a facilitator in Johannesburg, a facilitator in Cape Town, or George, a facilitator in Port Elizabeth. And then all those facilitators would get the same workbook that I So I'm giving the facilitator the voice. Mm. This is what you say. Please don't talk about the South African flag for an hour. When you do company induction, no one gives a shit. This is your lesson plan. This is when you break for tea. 
This is, I've literally got to build their day for them. That's how I used to do the paper facilitation. Okay, it, it was a pain in the ass. I understand. slightly different where okay. it's now, this is now, uh, let's call it pay-as-you-earn learning because as you complete a module, you get to move on to the next module and it's learning in your own time, but you, there is a timeline mm. because there are uh, exit-level outcomes which needs to happen at certain block intervals if it's, if it's a CETA qualification. Anyway, sorry, it's actually no, that's hectic. It's oh, a bit off topic. Because, but, sorry, guys, but, but because uh, you're you're like you are talking to like completely different audiences. Because like, okay, while your material or while your products are developed for the end Sipo user, Sipo the cleaner, your marketing is targeted at to your clients and your Peter, the CEO of yeah. the training provider who then has to sell it to Gina, the HR director, mm -hmm. <laughs> other than another client, like Bidvest. Yeah. And then yeah. And remember your exit your deliverables are by the end user. So if you you have hundred learners and only fifty percent of them passed, that is not good for mm. the client, which is not good for me. Yeah. So that's yeah. yeah. So it's 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 but but I think the e-learning side is is um there's less room for error mm. because you don't have that it needs to be a blended approach. You still need to have contact sessions with your subject matter expert, but yes. there's less room for um cavorting in the class with people who Throat, I mean, I had it last Friday, a whole COVID conversation about dead bodies at funerals and the police wanting to confiscate the body. And I said to him, you never, ever, 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 ever touch a dead body, ever, whether they died of COVID or not. Yeah. Or a dead bird, or a dead dog, or a dead cat. You just don't touch anything dead, unless it's a vegetable. Okay? Yes. The end. And they were like looking at me and I said, no. Convers I had to be assertive and say, conversation? Yeah over yeah okay you never touch a dead body <laughs> exactly that doesn't happen in like an e-learning classroom no it's like just answer the questions can you yes. can you move forward yes you can yay yes. there's a bad that's really that's really interesting no uh, i've got a long walk i'm sorry oh that's so i'm so long. sorry I've got the, this like ring light behind my computer and after two hours, my eyes are like burning. I don't know why. But if it's I don't have it on, you can't see my face. Cause my no, but I'm looking me. at the time. It's almost 11 already. So this has been... It was so much fun. I really no, enjoyed it. <laughs> it's very, it was lovely. I really yes. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I get it. It's always open, guys, as you guys go through the workbooks. And I am your personal mentor. I'm not a coach because I'm not certified as a coach, but I'm your personal mentor for the next, I don't even know how many weeks. So I think we're doing, I think it's another nine, eight, nine, nine eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Enjoy. Thank Knock you. Knock yourselves out. <laughs>
I'm so I'm so coveting your beer right now, but I think if I had to like if I had to crack open a beer right now, Mark is sleeping, I think. He might think I've gone dilly. Um and actually I should go to sleep. Yeah. I, um, we should probably all go to sleep. Knackers. Yeah. My plan is to just keep going through the workbook at this stage and to keep answering and keep and I, I'm just praying for more. We had more snow this evening because if there's more snow, then I can keep staying at home. And then I can, because my I am skanky as fuck because I wake up, <laughs> clock in, like I come, I remote into my desktop at work, log in so that I can clock into the time, our timekeeping system. And then I go upstairs, I get changed and I do yoga on work time. <laughs> I don't know when last I've done yoga. I, I'm, I'll tell you my last. I mean, I've done yoga in lockdown, but I did a sunset. What was it called? Oh, they did this, this thing in the east in some beautiful park. It's a reserve in Mulder's Drift. And um, we had to do it was something like 180. 190 sun salutations. It's 108, usually 108. 108. No, it was some, we were celebrating some moon. I did them all. Oh. I could not walk for a week. Yeah, that hurts. A lot of people like um, folded. I'm like, no, Pauline does not quit. You will do every. No, even even the, um, the whatchamacallits, the instructors, they divided yeah. into three. <laughs> I thought of it. Oh, man. Yeah, you're, you're typical Aries. You're exactly like me. I will fucking do it. But <laughs> I felt fantastic. Mm. Besides not being able to walk properly, I felt. Mm. <laughs> exactly. You feel amazing. Like, I do my yoga here on the floor, and then I take more work time because I bugger, up, up, bugger off upstairs and I have a shower, and then I kind of like eat breakfast and all of this is done on work time and i lovely i don't Sorry. feel bad about it uh and then i sit down to work and then it's 10 o'clock and i'm like la 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 carry check all my work stuff check the email check the things that like notifications in our server chat system and then i'm like la 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 goodbye and then i sit here and i write in my workbook and sometimes it doesn't I don't manage to do that because then there'll be a phone call and my boss will be like, okay, actually, what are you working on right now? Yeah, I'm working on translations. Like, I'm not. Um, and because I'm translating a whole website from German to English at the moment. That's not the easiest thing that I'm, I'm doing right now. Oh. Yeah. It's not, like, it's, not, it's not like when they, they translate Chinese to English, so that's kind of funny when you see some no, of trans <laughs> so, Well, I think tomorrow I'm going to see what the crazy Israeli guy is doing for his oh, yoga okay. session. So I think I will then do that tomorrow. But my I've, ass, bar, my, I've got bar tomorrow morning. Ooh, I want to I wanna do that, but I haven't seen any anywhere here in Joburg. So I saw a video and I did a little bit of like ballet like mm. bar-esque without the bar exercises mm. um and it was really good i was my i was quite sore though for the rest of the week because i forgot that there were muscles that yeah, i didn't have I do, do bar three times a week now okay and it is 
so much stronger. So yeah. Much stronger. Yeah. Well, right now I need to get up and go to bed because my ass is calling me a bitch. That I can't sleep anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, night, ladies. Night, night. Have a good sleep. Bye. Night, night. <laughs>